we've had a really dry winter and an early start to a very dry summer we by the looks of it. We have. What is wrong with restricting sprinkler use to just one day a week in our gardens? Well, uh, to be quite honest, it's, it's, a, it's a, um, a short-term uh, knee-jerk reaction uh, which uh, may not save any water at all because people uh, will either ignore it or uh, just water uh, longer than they need to on their one day to give things a thorough soaking well past the root zone. And certainly um, examples elsewhere from around the country and indeed overseas have shown that cutting um, watering times back further than um, plants actually need uh, typically um, doesn't result in good sort of you know, behaviour change, if you like. Now, there's no doubt about it. We need to reduce water use, particularly scheme water use, uh, in our gardens. Uh, and and in that regard, um, industry uh, and certainly the garden media uh, are looking at working very positively uh, with the state government and indeed the Water Corporation to look at other opportunities that we can put in place to reduce scheme water use. So we, do, we have to adapt to drier conditions. Look, but... Without a doubt. And look, no one can argue last winter was a shocker. I mean, it was the, the lowest runoff into our dams ever. Uh, and, um, and, and the scary thing is, is that could become the norm. Um, so we have to look at, at uh, changing our, our behaviour outside with, with garden water use. But also, we really have to get with the times and look at moving Perth uh, into the 21st century as a showcase of a water-sensitive city. So how, how would we, what would it look like? How would we be doing it? Well, there's a number of things. I think the first thing to recognise is that there has been a terrific working relationship between the gardening industry and the landscape industry and the Water Corporation. And a huge amount of work has been done over the last 10 years since the two-day-a-week sprinkler roster was, was first brought in. Uh, now, um, the challenges that we've got is that the public have really uh, come to terms with two days a week. And if you look at how gardening practices have changed over that period, it really has come a long way. So what we now have to do is look at, at, at things we can do on and above that. Um, so uh, certainly, you know, um, not using water during winter periods, cutting it down to half the, the rate that needs to be applied over the early spring and, and late autumn. But then we have to look at, at opportunities for improved um, uh, wastewater reuse, both at the, at the lot scale as well as for, for new developments and, and new projects. And that can be encouraged through a combination of bringing back rebates in the short term, but more importantly, in the medium and longer term, is for government to look at developing policy and legislation that brings in these, uh, these technologies and approaches uh, as mandated approaches to new developments. And Josh, what, what about this, um, and sorry to bring it back to such a, a simple sort of thing, but what about this just one day a week on our gardens? How, how do you see that, that working? Well, the, the issue there is as we come into summer, uh, and of course the temperature goes up and with that the evaporation rate and with our sandy soils, one irrigation day a week uh, just won't um, sustain gardens to the level that people uh, expect. Um, and the, the, even using quite, quite sort of drought-hardy and suitable plants, um, they, they will struggle, certainly in the short term. Um, and, and the concern is, is that this will dramatically change the landscape of Perth uh, and as a result... Um, really impact upon the whole range of broad environmental and social community wellbeing benefits that healthy and certainly productive gardens can play. Uh, and, and again, can I stress, there's, there's no doubt we need to really focus on reducing scheme water use in our gardens. It accounts for around 45% of domestic water use, so clearly savings need to be made. But simply by cutting off the tap to one day a week uh, and doing it at short notice when industry hasn't had a chance to respond, when the gardening community hasn't had a chance to get its head around what that's going to mean, 
uh, doing it in such a short-term, um, quick uh, and, dare I say, rash approach uh, really uh, isn't the answer. And don't we have to accept that our, our landscape will change? Are you, are you just saying we, we need to um, soften oh, the blow? Or? No, certainly. I mean, the, the landscape needs to change and evolve, but we can do that in a structured and planned and thoughtful way. Um, one of the concerns is that if people are told, OK, you can only water one day a week, well, firstly, there's the concern that that may not save water, uh, as I mentioned. People just might leave the irrigation running on longer than longer. it needs to. You know, that on their one watering day, they can see their gardens looking terrible, so they just turn the tap on and let it run. And, of course, we know in Perth sandy soils, the water, and also, importantly, the fertiliser runs right past the root zone and into aquifers. So, so there is uh, an environmental concern with that. The other thing is that some people will simply give up because this is too hard uh, and spend even more time indoors, let their gardens go uh, and the concern there is is that we lose again a whole range of, of, of social and environmental benefits that the greenscape of our gardens provide and, and let's remember um, green space in urban areas uh, provides some really important benefits and make these spaces livable. Uh, it, it obviously helps cool urban areas uh, therefore reducing the energy expense on artificial um, uh, cooling uh, it um, uh, provides opportunities for local food production. Uh, it certainly um, uh, provides a whole range of lifestyle benefits to get people active and engaged, and particularly young people. So gardening and healthy, successful gardens provides all these benefits that we should be promoting and supporting and, and not doing things that, that may um, really limit the uptake of these practices. And again, can I stress, we need to save water, but let's do it in a thoughtful plan and strategic approach. Now, with the, um, with the meetings we've been having over the last couple of weeks with industry, with government and water corporation, I must say they've been extremely positive. Uh, and um, through um, dire circumstances like uh, the, you know, the potential for the continuation of the current one-day sprinkler roster uh, into, into summer, uh, industry has really banded together. They realise that this is time to work with government, to work with the water corporation, and the feeling really has been responsive that we can look at new ideas, and this is the time to get some of the curly ones and difficult ones across the line. Well, we've had a had a text, Josh, from Phil, who says he's getting a uh, 13,500 litre water tank delivered today so he can water his garden. Unfortunately, he doesn't get a rebate unless he connects it to the house, which he thinks would stop a lot of people being able to afford a tank. And, I mean, are they looking at, at broader broader rebates? Yes, yeah, certainly. So the initiatives um, that we've uh, proposed to, um, uh, to state government uh, via the Minister for Water, um, Dr Graham Jacobs, uh, and, and, of course, also discussed in detail with the Water Corporation is, is the reintroduction of the rebates to help make some of these positive initiatives more affordable. Um, but we have to go well past just rebates. That, that's a good short-term thing to help people through these difficult times. We also need to be looking at policy, policy and legislation change to actually mandate the inclusion of at least the dual plumbing facilities into new housing stock in Perth to make the incorporation of these technologies feasible and more cost-effective. Um, so, uh, Phil, if you uh, get a rig line and get your tank in, it's, uh, we're actually forecasted for some rain this weekend, so fingers crossed you'll be able to capture some. Oh, there you go. And, Josh, you've suggested a, um, one of the strategies is instead of a, a one-day-a-week roster, a two-day-a-week roster, but halving the water run times, how, how would that help? Yeah, so essentially um, we're, looking, we're, we're, we're looking at good irrigation practices here uh, in Perth on these sandy soils. And during what we call the shoulder periods, which is early spring 
and late, so it was around about September, early October, and then late autumn, so late April and into May, when the evaporation rate has dropped, plants actually do use less water. But because our soils can't hold that water, even when built up with soil conditioners and well mulched, they still have very low soil moisture holding capacity. So it's better to actually irrigate more regularly, say twice a week, at half the rate, rather than giving it one long run time. Because as I mentioned before, that additional water is simply lost past the shallow root zone zone and gone down to uh, to, to groundwater. Um, So it's about really having um, a a well thought through uh, irrigation program, having a unified message um, uh, from WaterCorp and of course um, state government uh, and working closely with industry to ensure that the gardening community, the gardening public, actually understand best practice and can do this and all do our bit to save water. And just before I, I let you go, Josh, our listeners are doing the interviewing for me. I've got another text from, <laughs> from Jared who wants to know with the limit of scheme water use, um, he can see a lot more bores being installed and used and how, how will limiting scheme use affect the water table for bore use, do you think? Sure. Well, it's a very good question and, and um, the, um, the whole issue of bore use in Perth uh, is, is um, very much misunderstood. Uh, we're very lucky here on the Swan Coastal Plain in that uh, in many areas around Perth, we have very good shallow aquifer uh, resources. So that is shallow groundwater. And in fact, in many parts of Perth, that, those levels are actually rising in areas where, of course, trees have been cleared, um, hard services from roofs and roads have gone in. So you're getting artificially high recharge and not much depletion. So in, in, in key areas of Perth, um, the, um, uh, the, the use of more shallow bores uh, to take uh, pressure off scheme water is actually a good thing. Now, that needs to be managed carefully, again, backed by good policy uh, and working closely with the Department of Water and their excellent groundwater uh, atlas, which shows areas that are either understressed and should be left alone or areas where there are resources available. One thing that we're promoting uh, as an industry group uh, is is the, um, the promotion of community boards, where we actually get um, householders being able to team up in two or more houses and sharing a ball and having rebates available for those, but done in such a way where um, the irrigation systems that are installed uh, have to be done to a mandatory best practice standard. And in that way, we're actually making the most of this valuable resource, but still using it as efficiently as possible. And one more quick one, Josh. A caller asked how long should sprinklers be run for? And this is going back to the, the restricted water scheme. How long should they be run for under the current restrictions and presumably half of the time under your proposal if we were to revert to twice a week? Did that make any sense at yeah, all? It, it does. And it's a tricky one uh, because there are a number of yeah. different sprinkler types out there and also different tripper types as well. So what we're saying is the standard message to make it easy is run it for 10 minutes. Okay, and what you do is you actually observe the performance of your garden. Some sprinklers that have a higher application rate, you might be able to wind that back to, say, seven minutes. For sprinklers that have a very low application rate, uh, you might bump that up to 15. But we say run it for 10 minutes. And as a general rule of thumb, that will provide the, the 10 mil drink that's needed. But the best thing to do is to run it, observe it, do the old finger test in the soil and make a good decision on site. And, of course, you can always seek uh, the support of a, um, a water corporation accredited WaterWise Irrigator to help make that decision for you. Josh, absolutely wonderful. Thank you for making that so clear for us. My pleasure. Lovely talking to you. Lovely talking to you too. Josh Byrne is an environmental scientist and television gardener, also the Young Water Professional of the Year on Afternoons.